Tim from Fast Food Friday, along the, alongside my partner Tom from Fast Food Friday. We're going to do an episode of Fast Food Friday for you. Uh, it's Friday. It's fast. We're talking about food, and it's Friday, so here we go. Literally, the thing said right before we started recording, hey, just a heads up, guys. Another show's coming in soon. So. Did you say the thing said? No. Is that what he said, Marika? <laughs> the thing said, I, I think I meant... <laughs> I mean, Marik is a thing. I mean, the thing that was said, the thing that was said to us right before. By Don't the try thing. and turn this around. I'm saying. Marika said. Marika said, hey, guys, just a heads up. You have a hard out because another show's coming. So, like, you can't really dilly dally. She didn't say that, but it was the undertone. And then you start off the show by stretching every word out to be like a I half a man. I was injecting it with some necessary uh, energy. Yeah. This thing is so stale. Well, I'm Lamp about to every week. inject it with some necessary roughness. Ooh. <laughs> Tackle you when you least expect it from Scott behind. Scott Bakula was in the Scott movie. Scott Dracula. Necessary roughness. Yeah. Tom. And it's Kathy Ireland. Friday. Yeah. Did you know Kathy Ireland was my childhood crush? She's beautiful. She is a beautiful woman. Yeah. Enchanting eyes. Yeah, she's got a, a mane like a horse. <laughs> like yeah. a prize winning horse. Yeah. Like a prize winning horse in a in the the fanciest. The kind horse of mane show. she has. If you saw a horse with that mane, you'd say that horse needs a haircut. Yeah. And it's too beautiful. It's too beautiful. <laughs> Oftentimes I'll see a horse and be like, Hey, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Please give that horse a haircut. It is too beautiful. You often accuse horses of trying to uh, ruin your marriage. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, hey, I'm a married man. What the hell are you doing bringing a nice looking horse like this around? Yeah. With such a beautiful a- mane. <laughs> uh, anyway, Tim, this week we're talking about this is all in the news. Uh, uh, this story. I mean, this story's been out there, but this is the best recounting of it. It's in what the Daily Beast. Yeah, can you imagine that beast every day? <sighs> uh, I'd like to say have... that wasn't my life, but it is. <laughs> Looking in the mirror every morning. Oh, I see. I thought you were complaining about your marriage. <laughs> oh no, God! <laughs> Jeez, Tim, you're really between, between fancying a beautiful horse <laughs> and calling your wife a Daily Beast. No, I'm saying I'm oh, the beast. Oh, I see. You're saying you like beasts. Like a horse is a I'm, beast. No, I'm the beast and my wife is the beauty. Oh, wow. That's very romantic. And we have plates that sing and dance oh, in wow. teacups. Okay. I live in a, uh, in a manor. Yeah. On a manor. Does the gate sing songs during, too? During the regular episode this week, you divulged that uh, there are so many old women living in close proximity to you that you can't even turn the volume of your TV up. That's not really a matter. <sighs> That's fair, but you know, Angela Lansbury is the, the 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 teapot in my home, and she's an old lady. Yeah, she is. Um, Angela Lansbury still kicking it. Yeah. Do we know this, Marika? She's Marika? alive. Yeah, 
you're a Broadway lady. I thought maybe you'd know Angela Lansbury potentially personally. No, Marika does not know Angela Lansbury personally. Anyway, we're talking about this Daily Beast story about the Sorry. McDonald's Monopoly game. Yes. Do you, do you want to give a recap or you want me to give a recap? Why don't you give a recap? Sarah By Bates. the way, I was at my uh, my my in-laws' house last weekend, and I was only there for a few hours. I drove a few hours to be there. I went there for You're thrown out for and, something uh, you said. Most of the time, I would, like when people were talking to me, I was just reading this story on my phone because it was so <laughs> compelling. Yeah, uh, a few people sent this to me through social media. And uh, like I had to tell all of them, like guys, you're late to the punch. Tim's already did, like texted think, me about. I this. think I texted you at like eight o'clock on Sunday morning. Like, yeah, you gotta it was read this. Very early. Yeah. I was up, but but I was still like, uh, like this is too early for Tim to be texting me on a Sunday. Um, but uh, so basically, everybody knows the McDonald's Monopoly game. This is about the dude who is basically. McDonald's, of course, for their game pieces, subcontracts a company to make the game pieces and randomize the winning pieces and insert them at random so that McDonald's can be like, hey, this is that's probably like sweepstakes rules. Like you need to audit those things so it can't be like, oh, well, Ronald knows where the the good pieces are. But basically, the guy at this company who was entrusted to do this for what, like sixteen years? Yeah, I didn't know that the the McDonald's Monopoly game started so early. Was yeah. it eighty eight or something? Yeah, it was super. I do not remember it in the eighties. No. I thought that was a nineties thing for sure. Exactly, and I'm a nineties kid. Yeah. Um. So this I love guy Saved by the Bell, the Rugrats. This guy was, uh, you know, flying around the country to go to the plants where the packaging was and then basically telling everybody like, all right, now everybody close your eyes and turn around. I'm going to put the winning piece somewhere in here, but nobody can know where it is, just me. But what he was actually doing was putting the winning piece in his pocket or sometimes not even having it there at all. And then I, I guess putting a dummy piece. Did you piece read or, the article, Tom? Yeah, I read the article. Okay. Uh, poor reading comprehension. Yeah. Um, but then he was taking those pieces and sometimes selling them to people, sometimes giving them to people, trying to disperse them, disperse so them here's the w- thing. as wide as possible here's so that he guy, couldn't be connected. Here's where, where this guy effed up. So this guy was in, uh, what, Jacksonville, Florida or something? Yeah, I think so. He had all these winning pieces that he stole yeah. right, from the Monopoly game. And meanwhile, you and I, this was in the 90s, yeah, we I got that all about game this. board out of the out of the newspaper. Yeah, I was collecting those. I was I was I was ripping off the sticky the sticker on the back and and adhering them to the game board. I was I was yeah I, think I, I was, was like, following the rules. I think I was like mailing in for them and stuff because there were like other ways you could get them. Yeah, and this was uh you know we were trying to play by the rules. Mm-hmm. In America, that doesn't that doesn't get you the riches, man. You yeah. gotta you gotta break the rules. So this guy had the winning pieces, and he would he couldn't redeem them himself, cause, right? Cause... So he was selling them to people, mm-hmm. but he needed to sell them to people across the country. He was the one guy in charge of this, the one guy that would know, right? Yeah. So like, and and he kept what he thought would be incri- incriminating evidence that would save him. About how McDonald's never 
place any of the pieces in Canada. But that was his choice. Yeah, but like they agreed, they were like, "Oh yeah, you're right." And it was like, "Well, that's not gonna like be enough blackmail to save you from stealing millions of dollars." Yeah. So he would he would he would launder them through other people, sell them to. But well, he, he would, would like trade somebody like I'll give you a million dollar piece, but you have to give me like sixty thousand yeah, dollars. That's what up I said. Front. Sell. Yeah. What do you think? What did you have to explain the concept of selling no, I, to the to to our did listeners? Did you say sell? I think you said like reimburse or something. No, I said sell. All right. You never listen to me, Tom. <laughs> it's not going to work. Well, I don't need to listen to you. I read the article. <laughs> um, but he would he he would give them to people like pretty much in his neighborhood for all intents and purposes. Yeah, and then be like, "Here's what you need to do: set up." A fake <laughs> residence yeah. somewhere in 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 like we're in Florida. Go to West Virginia, or go to Arizona. Well, that was, and set up uh, like rent a, a place and have your mail forwarded there. It's he like, never went further north than like North Carolina and further west than Texas. And yeah. It's like, well, that's still like a that's a quarter of the country. And it's also like, why not sell them to people in those actual places? Yeah. Because it all got traced back to him. When they realized they started digging into all the people who won and realized that like they all had connections, they all had fake residences in these places, <laughs> yeah. and then they went and saw their real residences, and it was all like a block away from this guy's house. Like they plotted it on the thing, and it was just an arrow pointing to his house. Yeah, this guy was a real jerk, but I liked him <laughs> because who cares? What? Uh, uh, so we didn't win a million dollars. Were we going mi- to win a million dollars anyway? What? We didn't win a Dodge Viper. I was 14. I couldn't even drive a Dodge Viper. Oh, you would have loved having one, though. Mm, I would Look, if I had You're a Dodge Viper when I was a teenager, I would have died in a Dodge <laughs> Viper. <laughs> You're saying all this, but like, who knows? Maybe if he hadn't done this, one of us would have won a million dollars. Yeah, and then we wouldn't There's be doing this reality. today, Tom. Yeah, I know. It'd be great. Every, every, live in a nice every life. good or bad thing that happened to either of us in our lives led us to this point. Um, Marika's involved in that as well. Any good or bad thing that happened in your life led us to this room. Because we were supposed to be recording this last night, but uh, Marika kind of screwed us over. Um, so <laughs> this this wouldn't have happened this okay. here yeah this I community pref- that we've built this no, camaraderie that we've built you misunderstand i would prefer a million dollars to any of this to this yeah oh a hundred percent you got me across the table you got marika over there looking at instagram on her phone hating our guts <laughs> um you got you probably hating yourself <laughs> yeah I otherwise i could have a million dollars we're in some echoey room that's not conducive to recording. <laughs> yeah. You would say you'd take a million dollars over, over yeah, this? Yeah, Tim, if somebody told me they were going to kill you, and if I didn't tell you, they'd give me a million dollars. I'd be like, all right. You'd, so you wouldn't murder me yourself. I wouldn't murder you and myself, you but I wouldn't stop some... somebody else from doing it for a million dollars. That's a Walter White situation. He just watched... Uh, Kristen Ritter die on that. Uh, yeah. On that no, bed. I wouldn't watch you die. I'd be like, hey, one rule, I can't watch him die. What if they're like, all right, but for an extra half a million, you have to watch him die. How but it won't be violent. You'll, you'll poison him and oh, he'll, yeah, he'll sure. just go to sleep. If anything, it would make me feel better about the whole situation. Yeah. 
You know what? I respect that, Tom. I yeah. don't. I don't. I don't love it. You know what? It may be. You know, they're like it's a million dollars, and like there's a lot of shit about Tim you don't know. And probably right when they said that, I'd be like, "Well, don't tell me. I'll take the money." Do you think and then that I there's a lot imagine, of shit about me you don't know? Though I would imagine it's like the worst stuff. Like what? Like like you are like a a dictator of a foreign country and you're committing genocide. But why would I do that and still show up week after week to do perfect this? Perfect cover. That is perfect. Nobody cover. ever believe it. Why did why a did dictator loves the the why attention. did Clark Kent show up to the Daily Planet every day? He need that shit. Because it was yeah, why the did he do cover. that? He liked to report. He was very good at it. He could type at super speed. That's not all a reporter does. <laughs> well, a lot of times he was on the scene as Superman, and then he'd be like, oh, sources tell me. It's like, yeah, your source is Superman. Who's you? And then he could get back to the office and be like, and Perry White would be like, that, that article's due in five minutes. He'd be like, oh, it's almost done. How would the fact checkers deal with it? The fact checkers, they yeah. don't have fact check. Daily Planet is a rag. Mm. Fake news. <laughs> Daily Planet. Uh, how would the fact checkers deal with it? They'd be, uh, he'd be like, uh, you know, th- maybe they question them and they're like, well, why don't you go ask a- Aquaman if that's how it went down? And then they'd be like, we don't have a. Yeah, so we can't, we can't verify this. Call yeah, we can't verify this. We can't exist. print it. Nah, they print it. All of Clark Kent's articles seem like they'd be unprintable. That's fucked up. He probably has like they still w- pay him to come to work every day. Yeah, he's never at the office though because he's always out being Superman. Mm. But he could probably he could have like Wonder Woman vouch for him once in a while or something. Like Wonder Woman, can you call my boss and like tell him like oh everything in that article's right? I was there, and I have the lasso of truth wrapped around me right now, so I'm telling you the truth. So do you remember when uh, in the early 2000s, McDonald's had to uh, just be like, hey, just come to McDonald's and maybe you'll <laughs> win a million dollars. Yeah. That was in to, to make up for all the, the yeah. chicanery that happened. And now uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon from Project Greenlight have bought the, the movie rights to this article. Yeah. You know what? That movie's that, that article is not going to make a good movie. No. That was like the perfect like interesting thing to read yeah. about there were too many uh fun tangents like uh i urge you to read it on the 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 daily beast uh there was a ronald mcdonald a guy that was like played ronald mcdonald for like franchises and stuff that yeah. like was arrested for uh what making threats in the character of ronald mcdonald <laughs> yeah, to his which ex-wife? gets one sentence yeah and you're like wait a minute that's another movie yeah. i want to see that movie yeah i want to see that movie more than i want to see the monopoly heist yeah um who gets off scot-free in this rich old uncle Pennybags. yeah capitalists mm. um i guess that's it tom yeah uh Hey, everybody. Thanks for being our patrons. Uh, We'll see you next week for another episode of Something Tom. In the uh, meantime, Uh hit him up with the catchphrase. I'm Ronald. I'm going to kill you. That's uh, He's making a phone call to his ex-wife. We'll put a phone call. Catchphrase.